Welcome to the Self-Talk Radio Show. Mind-Changing Radio. How do you heal a broken heart? Getting to the core of heartbreak, my guest, Morella DeVos, shares her inner heartbreak of how leaving her country of Venezuela behind drove her to help others. I was starting to ask myself, where do I want to set roots? And because Venezuela was already falling apart, I knew that going back to Venezuela wasn't really mm. an option. And I did have to go through the grieving process of leaving essentially my country behind and feeling that I probably may never go back. I think that's a heartbreak that only only an immigrant who feels that they truly have no option can, can feel. Morella DeVos of Thrive with Morella has a multifaceted three-day workshop, Mending the Heart, and some wise words to share on how to mend your broken heart next on Self Talk Radio Show. Thank you, Sarah. I'm just so elated to be here. I'm looking at you and just, it's so funny how it all worked out. And I know, it's bizarre. We got <laughs> to tell this story because yes, this do. was pretty cool. I uh, I had a guest scheduled and Morella reached out to me last night and said, hey, I heard about Self Talk Radio Show. Would love to be on your show. Yeah. And I said, oh, yes. Well, and it perfect. was so funny because I was having tea with someone yesterday and she's this lovely woman. And uh, she said, I need, I can see you talking on the radio about this workshop. This People need to know about this workshop. And as soon as she said that, your face popped to mind. <laughs> and so I got home and I had to write you. So, and here we are. It's perfect because I had a guest lined up today. They canceled. And I so I called you. I'm like, I don't suppose you could come over here in 30 minutes. Here you are. And I was free. And here I am. I love that. So tell me a little more about um, Thrive with Morella. Tell me what. how did that begin? How did yes. that start? So Thrive with Morella has been the evolution of my work over the past decade. And, and really what it is is that I, when I started off studying counseling, I got my master's in counseling in 2003, I knew that what I wanted to do is help people with the intersection between their physical health and their emotions. I could see that there was a deep connection between our feelings of grief and uh, anger, fear, anxiety, and what shows up in the body. And I can, I can create, can, I can find the connections for people. But it has been a long journey because what I realized is with my counseling degree, I wasn't really finding the jobs that let me do that. So then I studied nutrition and I started doing nutrition coaching. And then I kind of like fell into the nutrition coaching yeah, for that's a how long I, time. Yeah. That's how I knew you was nutrition coaching. Yeah. She's so. a food lady. She's a food, yeah. <laughs> but the funny thing was is that on the outside I was a food lady, but it was like almost covertly. Really when people came to work with me, I would then start, you know, having these conversations about, so what are your feelings about this? And, you know, truly the most remarkable examples of people that I worked with whose health was really transformed was when we really got to the core of the emotions that were stuck that hadn't been dealt with. Uh, one of my favorite stories was a client who had Crohn's disease. And, uh, you know, he came for help with his food and he was doing so much better. He was feeling better. And so the food was helping. But then one day I asked him about his feelings and I asked them, I asked him whether there were any emotions that he had a hard time dealing with. And he broke down and he said, you know, it's funny you ask that because this all kind of exploded within a year of me losing three people in my life. And so what we got to was a core of deep grief about these losses that he hadn't been able to deal with. And so over the last few years, what I've done is really 
kind of more for my coaching practice and do less of the nutrition and more of this really juicy piece that I think a lot of people are missing. Mm. I know a lot of people are missing. Yeah. So the food is a foundation, but the magic really happens when what how I'm I like to say, you know, when we can get to the heart of the health issue. Yeah. And that's and it's, what Thrive with Morales and, and so then you were learning it's not about the food. Right. It's so much more than that. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. so much more than that. And it's also why, you know, for instance, we know we all know what we need to eat. We all know what we need to do, but then we don't do it. What is that? And why? Yeah, what is that? Exactly. Yeah. What it is is, you know, food is pleasure, food is comfort. We have all these needs for pleasure, for comfort, for enjoyment, for fun. And, you know, we, that, that drive, that emotional need is driving the behavior. And so if we can look at, well, where's the need for, for comfort, for soothing, for healing the heart wounds? Yeah. And we can actually heal those, then the attachment to the foods or the bad behaviors, you know, kind of starts to disappear. So how does somebody let that go? Oh, wow. That's a big question. Yeah, it is a big question. <laughs> it's a big question. So what I do is uh, I have learned a variety of tools that I use. Some are hypnosis. Some are neurolinguistic programming. EFT is a really, you know, the tapping technique, oh, yeah. emotional freedom technique. All mm -hmm. of these tools help to get to the subconscious patterns, the, the really deep-seated beliefs, the, the deep-seated uh, emotions even. And so we can dislodge. I like to tell people, you know, it, our mind is like an iceberg. You only see the top of the iceberg above the surface, and that represents our conscious mind. Whereas the bottom of the iceberg underneath the water is huge, and that's, you know, the depths of our subconscious mind, and that's where all of our subconscious habits, our, you know, buried emotions, our uh, beliefs about whether our body can heal or not really lie. And so just talking about it and trying to force yourself into a new habit doesn't... It's not enough. It's not enough. Yeah, because you could you could spend years and years and years of going to therapy and talking and talking and talking, right. but nothing happens. Nothing happens. When yeah. is it that you see the shift in somebody where you see that light bulb go off in their subconscious? Do you even see a light bulb go off in their subconscious? What? How do you know when someone's yeah. made a shift? Um, sometimes... You know, I'm trying to see if I can find, come up with a specific example. Um, but say, for example, using a technique like EFT. So EFT is a very, is a really fun technique because it's very dynamic. And for people who are not familiar with it, you're essentially tapping on different acupuncture or acupressure points. And you're saying certain things. And so um, you, you start with a statement around the troublesome belief or, or emotion. And so... You, you, I, you, I used it. I poo pooed this, and I, I've talked about <laughs> I this. I poo pooed it because I thought it was ridiculous that you're tapping on your forehead mm -hmm. and saying, even though my head right. hurts, I still love and accept myself. Right? How you is know, it possible that how, this works? Yeah. Well, and I don't want to necessarily talk too much, like spend the yeah. whole show talking about EFT. But an example of that is that when you, when you use a statement like, even though I have this pain, I still love and accept myself. What your subconscious here, your subconscious mind hears is, yes, there is this experience of pain in my reality, but I am still okay. And when that happens, there's what I the way I describe it is there starts to be space around the experience of pain, 
And it could be physical pain. It could be emotional pain. So now there's separation. And now you can see the pain, the heart pain, the, the anxiety is over there, and I'm over here. And even though I'm feeling this, I'm still okay. So then you start to become the observer. You start to become the observer. And that's where the empowerment really starts to set in, where you, can set, where you start to see and experience, oh, my God. I may actually have a choice in this. I may have a choice in how I experience this. And so that's just one example of one technique. And so uh, one of the things, one of the, 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 the big things that's happening in my work right now, which is what got me writing you last night, that I said, Sarah, I need to come talk to you about this, <laughs> is that um, I've used a lot of these techniques. Uh, they've all come together into essentially a retreat. It's, it's a very, it's an intensive workshop. And I have to tell you, can I tell you the story of how this happened? Yeah, yeah. Before you do, we're talking with Morella DeVost on Self Talk Radio Show about heart mending. And I think that's where you're going next, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. So tell me more about the heart mending process. So mending the heart came to me because I've been on this quest, my, my whole career has been trying to answer the question, what's my work? What's my contribution to the world? And so about a year ago, it was early spring. It was a day like today. It was sunny. It was maybe a little warmer because I sat outside and I asked the question to the universe, what's my work? You know, I was feeling like my work was shifting. And all of a sudden, I started writing. I do this sometimes. I'll ask a question and then I'll just start writing. And I started writing, and all of a sudden what I noticed was that I was writing a series of techniques of different tools that I had either experienced through my own personal healing journey or techniques that I facilitate with my clients. And as I looked at all of these, all of a sudden I realized this is a three-day workshop. And the reason why I knew it was a three-day workshop is because I knew you had to go, you have to go through all of the exercises. And so it was interesting because I have never wanted to do a retreat. I always thought they were too much work. I hadn't been thinking like, oh, I'd like to do a retreat. What might I do? All of a sudden, this was staring me in the face, and I realized this is a three-day workshop. So, so what, what kind yeah. of person would be, would be good for this particular workshop? What's the, what is the person that could benefit most from this? It's a person who, like me, all of a sudden realizes that they've been carrying a heart wound for a really long time where you're, there's something that you would rather not talk about or a resentment that you still feel towards someone, uh, a deep hurt that, you know, it, it's a lot of us go through life with these stories, these uh, memories that we either have never shared with, pe- with anybody else um, or we'd rather not think about them. We sometimes things you don't even want to write on paper because you don't want to acknowledge that they've had an effect on your life. Um, or, you know, even things like abusive relationships. And you're, whenever you think about the person, you realize, wow, I still am holding on to stuff here. Like, I don't want to think about them. I don't want to talk about them. And so what happened to me was that I had this three-day thing, and I, you know, wrote it up all up in my computer. And about two weeks later, I was all of a sudden hit with a realization that I'd been carrying a wound for 20 years that I didn't really want to talk about. And so I thought, well, I guess I need to do this to see if it works. So I walked myself through the whole process. And Sarah, I I cannot begin to describe the the shift I felt in two weeks. Because I took two weeks to do it because I was doing it on my own. You know, I was supporting myself. 
And I, I was just really floored. I was humbled. And I, I was feeling like, you know, I've done this depth of emotional work and mental work and spiritual work. And I feel so shifted. But I felt like my body hadn't caught up. It's like my cells, I, there was something missing. And synchronistically, I ran into my friend Tara Lee Weathers, who you should also have on yes. the show if you haven't yes. met her. Yes, she's a character. She's a character. So <laughs> I ran into her and she mentioned Julieta Rushford, mm-hmm. who I can only describe as a gifted chiropractor. And I instantaneously knew that's what I need. I was needing like, I felt like I needed body work. And so I went to see Julieta. And I decided to do a week-long intensive with Julieta where I got you know, adjusted every day. I've, I've been a different woman ever since I did that whole series together. So that's what this retreat has become. Julieta and I decided to do, you know, the two parts of what had been my healing journey. Is Yeah, so you've got the mind, you've got the soul, and you've got a physical. Exactly. And bringing it all together. That's brilliant. Exactly. What a great retreat. What a great way to release old patterns that are keeping you back. This one person who joined us, she said that in all of the years of therapy that she's been through, she's never done anything this powerful. Wow, that's fantastic. So it's a three-day? Three days. In April? Yep. And where is it located? Somewhere? It's going to be at the Common Ground Center, at the Eco Lodge, at the Common Ground Center in Starksboro. Oh. It's beautiful. Wow, nice. Yeah, it's going to be. And we have... Uh, a private chef, Nina Lavallara, freshly returned from Italy, doing multiple retreats out there. And so it's going to be intentional healing food. We also have Tejbir, Karakalsa. She's going to be leading Kundalini Yoga and creating specially blended oils for each participant. I mean, I'm just floored at how everything is coming together magically. And then you, Here all I of am. a sudden, showing up. I'm like, you know, this, I know <laughs> that this is meant to be out in the world. It certainly is. Yeah. It's been coming together. And in order for people to register, uh, we'll have we'll have details on the website selftalkradioshow.com and we'll have links to how yeah. to register. But if you want to jump in, if you've got something. Yeah, it's uh, through my website, thrivewithmorella.com and Morella is with two L's. Um, but it's thrivewithmorella.com forward slash mending dash the dash heart dash one. So it's a little bit long, but there you go. And we'll have all those details out on selftalkradioshow.com. Definitely have those links. Morella DeVost has been our guest. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, Sarah. Yeah, I'm so happy to be here sharing. Yes. Uh, If you want to go deeper into the conversation, go to our website, selftalkradioshow.com. We're going to talk a little bit more about Morella's very exciting background and experience in the past, maybe getting a little deeper on your heartache. I don't want to go too personal, but (laughs) Um, You know, we'll definitely explore that so you can see that on the website. We continue the conversation with Morella and getting to the core of her heartbreak, how she had to leave her own native country of Venezuela and come back from that, the impact of being an immigrant, and also more on her workshop and what you can expect next on Self Talk Radio Show. Can't sleep? Try this. Sleep Meditation offers soothing meditations to help you sleep like a baby and awaken what's inside. All you have to do is choose the meditation you want to listen to from our library at sleepmeditation.org. Click play and enjoy. If you want to keep the recording, purchase the downloads you want. Plus, Sleep Meditation offers specials on motivational pieces that help you start positive change, stop bad habits, or sleep like a baby. Sleepmeditation.org. 
Welcome back. I'm Sarah Spencer with Self Talk Radio Show. We're going to go deeper into the conversation with my guest, Morella DeVos. She's going to be working Thrive with Morella.com is her website. And one of her workshops that's coming up is called Mending the Heart. We want to talk a little bit more with you about your story. Now, you you came from Venezuela originally. Yes. So, yeah. and there's a lot of upheaval going on in Venezuela. It's huge. It's huge. And I'm wondering, is that contributing to, I don't want to get too personal, but okay. is that a heart? Because it's your country. It's oh, where you, it's you know, it's your homeland. It's where you came from. Right. And I just wondered if that was affecting uh, what's happening with you? How did you come to the United States in the first place? Yes. Um, well, the the quick question, the quick answer to your question is, it does affect the heart <laughs> usually. Yeah. Um, how I came to the U.S. and why I sound this way and maybe not with a thick Venezuelan accent is uh, my dad's a Vermonter. So I grew up coming to Vermont every year. Um, I, I like to say that I'm a Venezuelan Vermonter. Um, half and half. So I uh, I left Venezuela in 2001 to go to grad school in New York, um, and I got my master's in counseling there. And I lived in New York for a few years and decided that New York wasn't really the place for me. So I was starting to ask myself, where do I want to set roots? And because Venezuela was already falling apart, I knew that going back to Venezuela wasn't really mm. an option. And I did have to go through the grieving process of leaving essentially my country behind and feeling that I probably may never go back. I think that's a heartbreak that only only an immigrant who feels that they truly have no option can, can feel. And so I, I went through that grief, uh, which is really significant. Um, and, you know, I, I had to, I sometimes draw strength by looking at people who, probably have had it, surely have had it a lot harder than me in my circumstances. And so I just felt like I was, I was a part of a, a long stream of people who have chosen the U.S. As, as a country that, you know, has kind of opened its arms to, and of course, you know, this topic is very big these days yeah, in this country. it is. And I think sometimes we blanket um, that, immigrants and you know there's negative and positive connotations depending upon which side you yeah. of the fence you sit on right uh, does a terrible uh, <laughs> analogy but right. it's true what side of the fence and mm-hmm. I'm wondering what what is it that you miss the most from Venezuela oh my god um, I miss the heart of it um, but the truth is that I miss the heart of the country that I grew up in, and that heart right now is broken. Um, Venezuela is on the verge of an implosion that nobody, I mean, the collapse of the country is so enormous that I don't think a whole lot of people can imagine what it's like. I mean, there are food lines that will stretch for hours, and then you get a number written on your arm to guarantee that you're only going to get one bag of rice. And, um, you know, medicine shortages, so people are dying from lack of medicine. So what I miss, what my heart longs for is, um, oh, my God, the restoring of life in my country. And so it connects with the work that I do because, you know, you, you constantly 
if we don't look at our how our heart hurts, how the emotions that we feel, whether it's for our country, for our economy, for people who are suffering, for our friends, for our relatives, for our hardships, you know, if we don't, if we're not present with our emotions, they show up in the body. You know, they show up in your, I mean, the, the classic, classic example is stress, you know, showing up as stomach ulcers, you know, it, we, we get that. But we sometimes fail to see that if we're not present with our heartache um, and our anxiety or, you know, our other emotions that you know, they're going to show up in other parts in, in our body. So mm-hmm. I, I've gone through the heartbreak of essentially losing my country um, and leaving my country behind my family. My mother lives in Venezuela. So I only get yeah. to see her once a year for wow. Yeah. So your mom? I thought your mom was here in the U.S. No. no. Oh no, my gosh. My mom lives in Venezuela. Wow. It's really hard. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And is there any way of having her come to the United States? Yeah. You know, the, there are ways for sure. But I, it's not an easy. It's not. Ticket. I mean, nobody. And that's the that's the misnomer. And I'm glad that you're speaking to that because yeah. some people think, oh, well, anybody can get a you know free ride in the United right. States, and it's that's well, not necessarily and the I think case. What a lot of people don't realize too is that nobody leaves their country because they want to. Right. Nobody leaves their country behind. I mean, your heart breaks. You you bleed. For your country, you know, and especially people who don't have the means to maybe go back. I know people who I get to see my mother once a year and I and I cry sometimes because I only get to see her once a year, you know. Um, But I know people who haven't seen their family in years because they just don't have the means. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's just not a life that a lot of people nobody grows up thinking, oh, yay, I'm going to be an immigrant. No, exactly. It's, <laughs> you know, you know, it's it's a major sacrifice and right. it's a major journey, and it's and I think your work is very important because a lot of times when the heart is wounded, you are in survival mode. Right. You know that. Yeah. And and so we don't stop to evaluate. We don't stop to be the observer. We don't right. stop to see. Okay, the way I'm thinking is creating my malady right until it's too late and so this workshop that you're putting on is helping address a lot of past heartbreak exactly and mending that heart so that you can move forward so that you know you can't do anything about your past you can't fix it you can't change it you you don't know what the future is going to bring you only have your present and so I think if I'm correct, your your workshop sounds like it's more being mindful of your present situation and healing and moving forward. Yeah, it, it is. And it is also about uh, being able to have your past, however difficult it was, to have it be a source of power. Mm. As opposed to feeling constantly in pain and even victimized sometimes because certain things happen to you. Do you find sometimes with women, especially uh, in your practice, when they come to you, does it seem sometimes someone can't let something go because it's an identity? Yeah. If a woman is feeling power from being a victim Mm -hmm. in, I know I've done it. So that's why I'm speaking to it. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize because I, I had gone to someone and uh, it was a a hypnotherapy session and I learned Mm -hmm. 
that I felt powerful when I was pitiful. Right. And I said, huh, I'm not pitiful. Right. I, I'm far from pitiful. But there was a part of me yeah. that was getting energized from being pitiful. Yeah. And I found that extremely enlightening. Do you find yeah. women come in and, and you try to shine that light and sometimes we don't want to see <laughs> what's in the spotlight? Yeah, you know, I think uh, both men and women can yeah. do this sometimes. I do think that it tends to be more of a pattern with women. Not, I mean, not that everybody, every woman has it, but um, I shouldn't say a pattern. I would say it, it can be more common in women because, um, you know, women are more likely to be caretakers and then only accept, uh, only receive when they are in a victimized position, you know, in a, either sick or, um, you know, making themselves weak so that somebody can come take, help, care, of take them. care of them. Yes, yeah. exactly. Because it, it's, if, if they do take three days to go on a weekend to mend their heart, then that's seen as some as, well, that's a, that's lu- right. a luxury, that's right. frivolous, that's, you know, and when you look at it and say, this is your life, mm-hmm. isn't your life and your livelihood and your well-being right. valuable? And it's like, we need to shift that as caretakers, right. whether man or woman, yeah. into you need to put the oxygen mask on yourself right. in order to thrive. Yeah, and that's, exactly. I, I think that's what's important. Exactly. Um, and the other piece, too, is that um, I, I love that you uh, use the word identity. I think a lot of times we all do this. We don't realize how many of the things we experience, we keep experiencing them over and over because we've made them a part of our identity. Yes, and so, you know, whether it's showing up in your physical health or in a pattern of relationships or, you know, how you experience things, um, we've taken on an identity that it can be invisible to us sometimes. And so, you're, yeah, you're right in that this workshop is precisely about helping women see, because this workshop in, in particular is for women, um, but helping women see that they actually do have the power to change how they're experiencing something. And and you have to be willing to let go. You have you have to be wanting to let go yeah. of that hurt of that part. And you know? now this here's my other question is if you intellectually say, "Yeah, I want to let go of that." But there might be something physically that or something in your subconscious. Right. That doesn't let you go. Yeah, you know there, there. are a lot, there. Yeah, there are a lot of things that we say. Yeah, I don't want to do that anymore, and then you keep doing it. I mean, I got my God, I did it in relationships so <laughs> yes. so many years. Yes. It's like I don't want to keep doing this, and then you end up dating the same person in a different body. Yes, <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. And you and you sit there going, well, I oh, I learned. I'm never going to do that I'm again. I'm never going to do this again. I'll, I'll be savvy and I'll know. And then before you know it, yeah, the right. pattern. So how do you break that? Or can you? Well, yeah, of course you can. Um, it's not necessarily um, something that's conscious. I think eventually something, either something clicks <laughs> over many years, um, especially if you're really, truly wanting to understand yourself and, and really uh, digging in deep. Um, some t- sometimes something clicks and all of a sudden you, you break free of the pattern. Um, other times, 
you know, you do need tools, you know, for, for me, exa for example, with men, you know, I used my own tools. It's like, right. okay, I have all these tools, EFT, NLP, I did processes on myself, I did all these different things, you know, self-hypnosis. So, um, you know, you use these tools to, I like to say you kind of like break away the, um, or dismantle the the patterns the the beliefs you know there are limiting beliefs or the identity pieces of feeling like a victim you know um, or feeling like yeah you know, feel the abandonment issues that you know a lot of us carry or you know these these are unhealed wounds and in in my I'm just going to use my example just so as to not generalize but in my example um, those unhealed wounds kept me drawing in the same man over and over in order to heal that wound. So once mm. the wound is healed, the wound of the heart is healed, then all of a sudden I meet a different man and have a completely different relationship and get engaged. <laughs> yeah, know? because you've changed your vibration. Exactly. Because you've, you've changed the way that you perceive relationships instead of being negative because it's like, you know, you, you get what you give. Right. And if you're putting out there, well, he's just going to be an idiot. He's right. just going to use me. Guess what? That's what you're inviting in. And, yeah. and then sometimes you try to game the system. <laughs> you try to <laughs> fool yourself and say, oh, he's wonderful. I know he's wonderful. Well, and in, my, in my case, they're all, I'm, I'm friends with everybody I dated. Right. They are all you wonderful learned. men. Yeah, you learn from them. But it, it was all, in my case, it was all men who were either not ready to commit or not willing to commit, or they were in, you know, they were in some other, ass, you know, dimension or phase of their life. So, and I just kept falling in love with men <laughs> that were just not there. You yeah, know? yeah. And they're wonderful people. And then it's, I, I think it's, um, you know, when you fall in love with yourself, that's when the magic happens. You know, your yeah. your your soulmate arrives when you feel he's no longer missing. Right. You know that that's that. Yeah. has stayed with me for a long time because it's it's so critical in in relationships to love who you are and then find someone who enhances who you already are and you enhance them right and then it's a real magic yeah it's when magic happens yeah. so uh well thank you so the workshop is coming up when? april 1st okay uh, in starksboro at the beautiful common ground center the eco lodge nice with uh incredible conscious intentionally prepared food by nina Livalara. people are going to get four chiropractic adjustments and i shouldn't mention that julieta's type of chiropractic is network chiropractic which is really gentle she just barely touches the spine there's none wow. of the uh so, you know sometimes people don't like the idea of cracking the spine right you know that kind of um, harsh movements, and that's not the type that Julieta practices. And then lots of time for self-exploration, connecting with other women, all of the exercises that uh, are going to help people experience their past hurts from a different perspective, and they're going to be able to feel empowered from their experiences as opposed to feeling like they're victimized by them. Mm. Morella DeVos has been our guest on Self Talk Radio Show. It's thrivewithmorella.com. We'll have more details of how to get in on the workshop on our website, selftalkradioshow.com. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much, Sarah. It's been a true pleasure. I'm Sarah Spencer with Self Talk Radio Show. This program has been a production of Hall Communications, Burlington, Plattsburgh.